Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another Real Estate with Wendy podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to know the market as it changes. Let's talk about me being a property manager, how I can tell when certain things are going to be changing. Let's go back 12 months. I went through a time when the market was super, super high and I was collecting rents, not only on time and on the first and in cash, I was getting 12 months upfront, six months upfront, pet deposits, security deposits, last month's rent, second to the last month's rent. I was getting all sorts of extra money that you get when the market is super high. And then that slowly started to trickle off and it gets, you know, over time harder and harder to do that. A lot of it was seasonal. Sometimes the market changes for both buyers, sellers, and renters when, say, school starts and people like to settle down for the wintertime and not be moving around as much. Um, Historically, anyways, in the real estate market, not as many houses buy and sell, you know, from September, October on through till February, March. And then things tend to start heating up again, and especially the hottest part of the year being from June, July, and August up until school starts back. Sometimes it's just what season it is as to when things get more hot, so to speak, or up market. But then sometimes, like I said, things start to slow down and you can tell whether you're buying, selling, renting. You can look at the market and say, hey, wait a minute, I'm not getting as many offers on people to move into my property. Or, hey, I'm not getting as many people to come and look at my house that I have to sell. If there's not as many bites and you're not getting as much interest and you're having a hard time on the ones you do own to get them to pay on time, you're going to hear some more stories and some more sad things that have happened in their lives. Oh, I got I got fired. I got laid off. I had to go to the hospital. Whatever crazy things start coming up, you're going to start hearing more of that. And that's telling you it's no longer even a stable market. Now you're going towards a down market. And that is something that I have been seeing here lately, just with my own tenants that I tend to go door to door every month and knock on the door and go collect the rent. Well, you know, again, sometimes you think you're getting that rent money and then instead you get a story as to, you know, oh, I got laid off or oh, I dropped a hammer on my foot or oh, I had to go out of town because grandma died or whatever just always starts to happen. And I pay attention to that. When I start hearing stories and I start hearing reasons why the rent is not paid exactly on the first and exactly as it should be, just start looking at other things besides just the not paying rent on time and and in full. There are other things to look at as well. In a market that's going up, you're going to see things like lots and lots and lots of people that are scrambling to buy houses lots of things that are maybe out there for only a short period of time, not but more than a day or two on the market. Everything's getting snatched up, even if it's not in perfect shape. Many, many offers on one home. I don't know if anybody else has seen this, but in real estate, this is something that's pretty common in an up market. When the market is just right on point with where it should be, you're just going to have a normal number of offers on a house, or you're just going to have a a good amount of people coming to look at a property to see it for rent. In a down market, it's going to be just the opposite. It's going to be where you're not seeing as many people come to look and come to put their money out there to give you their time. Another thing is prices go way down 
And then at the same time, prices go way up. Inflation, things start costing more, building materials, remodeling costs, labor costs, everything goes way, way up as far as what things cost when the market starts to change and go down. It spikes real quick before everything levels off, and you'll see everything start to kind of jump up real quick, trying to match an economy that's far, far up, but that's sort of what pops the bubble, and now you've got an economy that's burst and is not as hot as it was yet the prices are still super high. And I've noticed that happening. I don't know if you've noticed that in your world, Gene. Have you noticed any of that going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Everywhere. Everywhere, right. So again, you'll notice things like that. Another thing that I like to look at is urgency. When things go on in the world, and it could be, say, for example, COVID. It could be some unrest in some part of the world. It could be whatever. But A lot of times that creates a sense of urgency to get yourself in a place or get yourself situated. I know that for me, there was a time just a few short years ago when everybody was so terrified of COVID. And I thought, hey, this is a good idea for me to expand out, not in the real estate world, but let me start making some food that I can eat and growing my own stuff so that I have some more stability, not just in real estate, but also in food. I don't know if you ever went to the store any time during COVID and saw that there was no food on the shelves. Several times. Right. So that made me want to start growing my own. And I have been doing that ever since. If it were to be the apocalypse, you could still survive. I I just need to survive. I'm just one little person. Again, you, you start seeing things where people panic. And then when people panic, they start to do things that they wouldn't normally do. And with me, it was trying to prepare for the apocalypse. For other people, did you notice that during COVID is when all of this craziness went to buying houses and everything went super high and everything was in a frantic? There weren't enough houses being built to keep up with all the people that were trying to find one. Now it has slowed down a little bit. And while it has not been a crash in the economy, we have had some things happen. And I would say one of the biggest things that I've heard about in the past, you know, six, eight months, we've had that big bank in California and it just went under, poof, gone. And that had a pretty big ripple effect in world economy, not just our economy here in the U.S., but world economy. And that is something too that plays into Now what's going on with the real estate market for buyers, for sellers, and for renters alike? If you're going to be a property manager, you're probably going to need to keep up with what's going on in the world, what things are renting for, buying for, selling for. Just generally in your area, what is the economy doing so that you know what prices to offer on whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're flipping, whether you're wholesaling, whether you're whatever it is, you'll know what to do. Yeah, so if the market hasn't crashed and yet everything's up, what do we do with that information? Well, it's not up anymore. Again, last summer, everything was really crazy and people were scrambling to buy houses and everything was on fire and it was hard to even find a house. I can remember having to submit 10 different offers on 10 different houses for a client of mine so that they hopefully could get accepted on just one. And that was a, I guess, tactic that I employed just so they could find something because they were tired of every single house that we did put an offer on 
on. They were like, we've got 12 offers in already. Sorry, you know, you're, we don't even want to see what yours is because we're already doing something over here. And just getting shot down every single place that we went, it was always the same story. So I had to think outside the box and I had to put 10 different offers in. And we did. We got the one offer and they got their house. But that was the craziest market I had ever seen in my life. And I've been around this business, this industry, and I've seen a lot of stuff. That was pretty wild. There again, I've been doing property management and owned my own rentals for a long time as well. And I had never seen until last year people paying for 12 months in advance. After COVID and after all of the crazy hysteria that ensued because of it, I think it made a frenzy, like a buyer's frenzy. You put a drop of blood in the water and now there's a shark frenzy. I think it was the same thing that was just created because of COVID. I, I, I don't know how else to explain that, but uh, I'm, I'm going to blame COVID for that one. It was crazy. And now it's not so crazy. Prices have dropped a little, not Drastically, we aren't, like you said, we aren't tanking. There has been no, you know, Great Depression. We're not falling back into 2008, 2009, but the market has slowed and there have been things that have happened. We do have civil unrest. We do have things going on in both our political landscape and our economic landscape. So, with everything going on in the world today, Everything is on a downturn. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. Gosh, I wish I did. I don't know what's going to happen next. But you can pretty well guess that since this is just a new trend that has just started here in the past few months, that we can look at seeing it continue to slow for at least another few months. And maybe then we've just auto-corrected because the market was too high. Like it was was too high. The bubble was going to pop. We all knew it was going to pop. We just didn't know how bad is it going to be. And now here we are. We still have this demand of there's not enough houses and there's too many people and people still need housing and they still need a place to live, whether they're buying or renting. We do still have a need. I think that things are going to start to just kind of hopefully level out. Again, I don't have a crystal ball. I wish I did. Come back and see me in a few months. We'll see how wrong I was. So when I first got involved in the pre-foreclosure that you found for me, I I remember us talking before, you know, any pen went to paper, this woman's house was worth around $100,000 to $120,000. By the time I signed the papers, you were like, you know, with the economy changing, with the market changing, this house, if she doesn't meet the payments, if she doesn't pay you back, the house you could potentially own might be a $200,000 home. And now that that pre-foreclosure is about to come to an end, that same house, 12 months ago, whatever it was, I'm somewhere in between there, it went from 120 to possibly 320 now, today. So unlike in 2008, 2009, where there really was a burst, it just, the prices went up and all of a sudden, it was just over. Things were all of a sudden lower because they were never really worth what people were trying to sell them for. You're implying that this, what we're on now, is just a slow downward thing. Is that more common? Just because the more recent history for me was watching it burst, but could it burst or is it more likely going to just slow down and kind of 
obviously it's never going to go down low again, but maybe it won't stay so high. This We're on a roller coaster, okay? This is an ever-moving, ever-changing, like an ocean has waves, and there's always ups and downs. It's a living, breathing beast that, you know, There's every day is a change. Every day is something new, and it is not, you can't just say, oh, is it going to do this? Is it going to? We, we don't know. It could crash tomorrow. If there is something, if somebody starts talking nuclear weapons and we start having some major world issues, we could have some major, major issues. However, we're hoping optimistically that these things don't happen. I, again, do not have that crystal ball. I unfortunately do not know what the future brings other than based on what's trending right now. It has been a slow decrease. And what your last, what we last discussed at 320 is now 300. So it's, again, it's going down, but slowly. It's not crashed from 300 back down to 150 or even lower. No, no. It's just one of those things. The market is breathing. It's taking an exhale right now. It'll inhale again, but it's still on the exhale right now, which means that the prices are going to be going down just a little, just slowly. They could change tomorrow. It could start going up. It could start going sideways. This is why I say it's always a good time to invest because no matter what the market is doing, there are still good deals out there in any market. There are still ways to get in very inexpensively, and there are still plenty of ways to make money because, as you know, everybody needs a place to live. Whether they're owning it or they're renting it, you have to throw that money at something. It may as well be something that's going to be on the constant up. So what I'm hearing is much like investing is not really gambling. It's only going to go up. It really is true with any time is a good time to invest as long as you find that deal because maybe you put a little renovation into it, but that's going to cause it to be worth more. So even, you know, like like it is a wave and so much of life is a wave uh, of highs and lows, ups and downs. But no matter where you get in, in that wave, if it's a deal, it's only going to go up for you. That's pretty true, right? Oh, absolutely true. You can look historically over the past 200 years. You can go back through anywhere in the world. It's not even in the United States. This is this is worldwide. Land value is going up. Do you know why? There's only one reason why. You cannot produce more land. There's only a certain amount of it in existence. Therefore, it costs what it costs. And what does something cost? What someone's willing to pay. And since inflation's always going up, it's always going to be more. So again, we're we're on this roller coaster ride. Yeah, it breathes, but it's on the uptick like this all the time. Get ready for the ride. It's it's a groovy one. I have had just in the past few months, and tenants do this all the time. Tenants are are so tricky and so fun. You know, when the market's up and you get a new lease and they sign it and it's, you know, high rental income because the market is so high. Everything was crazy just a few months ago, you know, as well as I do. Finding a place, if you were trying to find one, forget about it. It was just a madhouse out there. Well, it's still not totally over. There's, it's still difficult to find a place. It has changed slightly, but not so much in the rental market. But I've had tenants who think they know so much about real estate come to me and say, Wendy, how about since the market has dropped so much and it's, you know, way down and it tanked and blah, 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 let's lower the rent by like $500. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) You're under contract. What are you talking about? But you have to explain to them, you know, in a very delicate way that, you know, you're in a position where 
You have to have, as does everybody, has to have a place to live. If I were to list it on the market again, I would be listing it for the same price. And I would have many, many people to choose from that would be willing to pay that same price. You know, how do you say that delicately? But I have to say it. I've, I've had a couple of tenants that have asked me that question here recently. And again, it's another sign that the market is changing. But it has not changed that much, people. It has not gone down that much yet. We have not hit World War III. There is no major threats right now worldwide as far as craziness is going on. Yeah, there's some skirmishes and there's some crap that we're watching, but it's not DEFCON 3. It's not the end of the world. And you know, shipping supplies and prices are going down even. So again, when you're looking at going to the market and eggs don't cost $7 anymore, that's starting to change and level itself off as is everything right now, which means if I priced your your property appropriately a few months ago, it's only been a few months. Things haven't changed that dramatically, Um, but they have changed a little bit. So I don't know, maybe, what do you think, Jean? Do you think maybe I should, instead of changing and quote unquote, lowering the rent, maybe we should do an incentive of some kind that if they pay on time, then There's a discount of maybe $50 or $100, something that they feel like they're still getting something, and they are. They're still getting a discount, but there's still now they have to do something. Right. That is a good idea because if they leave you at, you know, however much a month because that's an issue and they want to pay 500 less, they're going to find something much smaller, not as nice, maybe in a worse neighborhood. I think it's funny that you you tell that story because what it made me think of is, yeah, everybody... All of us, you know, we have this narrow vision of our own little world, our own life we live, uh, our own in our own community, our own bills we have to pay. But it's kind of funny to to ask somebody like a property manager or a landlord, can you lower it five hundred? Because you realize, well, with inflation, five hundred, yeah, it's costing me more to live. But what they can understand is, or what obviously they don't understand, by asking the question is, it's not just you. <laughs> It's everybody. Everything's gone up. I I can't help you out, right? Because everything costs. Everything more. is more for everyone, not just this one person, not just this one tenant. But everything is more for me as the property manager. I I have to fill my gas tank up to go collect the rent, and it costs me a lot more money. But I'm not charging anything extra to my owners because I'm bound to a contract that says this is what it is. So I'm not saying anything about, hey, let's renegotiate because I can't. Some people are very savvy and they want to negotiate and you got to give them credit because that's part of what our job is as investors. We have to learn how to negotiate. We have to learn how to do the banter back and forth and everybody get something in order to win. That's what negotiations is all about. Well, I think that uh, $50 off if you pay on time, even if it's just for three months or, or five months, whatever it is, yeah, that's pretty good incentive because that 50 bucks, that's you know pretty much a tank of gas. Right, pay your rent of- on time. That would be the same thing as getting a discount. So again, I, I may come back and say something if they push the topic. I'm, I may come back and actually come back with this concession because you know it has gone down a little bit, even though they're still under contract. This is part of working with people and running a business and and being not just a property manager, but an investor, a, a wholesaler, a whatever, wherever you are in this game, you have to learn how to keep people happy. You have to learn how to negotiate. You have to know how to have good relationships with people. It's all about relationships and you cannot have a one-sided relationship and expect to get anything in return. And something I've learned from you is 
that you want to keep them happy, even if it is a $50 loss, say, over a certain number of months, because it would be worse if they left and then your property's sitting for two or three months. For some property managers, it may be three months that it's sitting empty, but I like to have mine turned back around in 30 days. And that is still a 30-day loss at whatever the rent amount is that they're, you're, you're now missing a whole month of rent. And that's whether it's $1,800, whether it's two grand, whether it's 15 whatever the rent is, now that's a chunk of money that you didn't see. And sometimes it's cheaper to just divide that up over the, the course of the next six to 12 months and and give them a little discount. It's not as much to deal with. When we're talking about watching the signs of the market and seeing what it's doing, we've talked about things like watching your tenants to see how they're paying the rent, if it's on time or if it's becoming, you know, harder to get or if it's becoming late. We've talked about seeing how much urgency there is, how many people are buying, how, you know, crazy the market is, how high the prices are or how low they're getting. There are also some other things that factor in that will tell you what the market is doing as well. And that's the ability to get a loan, and the interest rate on said loan. We've talked about maybe a few types of loans in the past. We've talked about maybe hard money. Hard money is a lender, a type of loan. A hard money loan is one that comes with a higher percentage of interest rate. A private money loan is intermediate. It's not as high as hard money, but it's not as low as a conventional loan. Either way, it's going to be harder in a down market when things are, you know, there's no more buyers, the prices have dropped, there's not as many people that are looking to rent because everybody is scared and nobody's buying anything. Again, prices are going to drop like they have been dropping on eggs and on all sorts of different things. Not that the bubble has burst, but things are just sort of starting to cool off. Well, in this cool off period, you're going to notice that it's harder to get any type of loan that you're trying to get. If you're trying to get said loan right now, you're getting it at a higher interest rate. It's just getting more and more difficult to get any type of lending, but especially conventional loans, HELOCs, any type of DISCR loan or anything like that. That's going to be another way to tell what your economy, what your market is doing right now. Let me think, how else can we tell? I would say in general, you're going to find more empty houses you're going to find more deals. Some people look at the market downturn as something that's a scary thing and a bad thing. As investors, this is our time to be excited because we can get way better deals and they are way easier to find because prices are going to be more reasonable now and we're going to be able to get in and do a little bit more with a little bit less money. Materials prices, whew, thank goodness they're coming down. It was ridiculous there for a little while. I know that when we're having to do these remodels and we're having to to purchase these properties, it's always a good time to buy in real estate and, and start investing. With the market slowing down, the deals are just so much easier to come by. You don't have to work as hard and it's just a little bit better <laughs> for at, at least those of us who have been doing it a while. For those that are newer, Maybe it's still a little hard to recognize the good deals. Maybe it's still difficult to negotiate. That's something that, again, once you learn to start putting it all together, finding the deals, recognizing what they are, getting your contracts together, getting in front of people, having skip traced them, and now you're sitting there and you're negotiating with these people and you're setting up deals with them, whether it's to 
to do a subject two, to do whatever type of thing you're doing, whether you're wholesaling or you're buying your own, buy and hold or flip or whatever, you're going to have to sit down and negotiate and you're going to have to come up with terms with these people that you both agree on or the deal's never going to happen. And then once you do, you're probably going to have to do some remodeling. I mean, that's where the best deals are always found is the ones that need work. The ones that are sitting there and perfect and ready to go, those are the ones that are super high end and top dollar. There's no money to be made there. Like the cat has already been skinned and there's just nothing, no no meat left on the bone for you, generally speaking. I'm sure anybody could find me the exception to that rule, but you know. Anyway, so those are just some different ways to know when your market is changing and what to do when it is changing. Sometimes you're going to want to move this way or sometimes you might want to move that way, depending on if it's going up or down or if it's just kind of sitting there on autopilot. Either way, you're going to want to know how to respond and how to act appropriately. And I guess that would be the end of our time for today. If there is anything that you guys want to ask me, please feel free to go to realestatewindypodcast at gmail.com. Shoot me those questions, shoot me those comments, and I will be sure to look at each and every one and hopefully maybe say something about yours on the show. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a good night.